This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be back. I took a little bit of a summer break from the podcast. Uh, We've been super busy here at Baxter and Bella, helping a lot of really cool people train their puppies. So when I say break, it was really more of a change of activity, Uh, but really I was just testing your patience. How is it, by the way? Are you guys patient people? Hopefully you're helping your puppy increase their patience as well, right? So today we are talking about brand new puppies. I am giving you an emergency guide for those first few days home. So because I've been gone for a while, I thought I'd make today extra great for you. So hopefully you'll like it. If you're getting a new puppy soon, I think you'll really love this one. But first, I hope life is treating you well. I know it's been a while, but it is good to mix things up and take some time off. Um, All of us need some time to rejuvenate, right? So Scott, my husband and I, we coach our daughter soccer team, and we're really big believers in getting these girls to try a new sport every once in a while. So we kind of force them to take some time off from soccer in the fall so that they can learn a different sport and use their bodies in a different way. And I find when they come back, they are ready to go. They're excited, they're energized, and they're just happy to be back on the soccer field. So that's how I feel about this podcast. I took a little break, but I'm feeling super excited to be back. I've outlined 10 new episodes for this fall season. So we will do a 10 episode fall season, and then I'm going to take a short winter break. And then I have 10 Uh, new topics planned for the spring of 2021. So we'll do a 10 session season in the spring. Basically 20 new episodes are headed your way, you guys. All right. So thanks for listening and for putting in the time and effort to train your puppy well, you guys. That means so much to me. That's really why I started this podcast. That's why I started my company, Baxter and Bella. I wanted to better educate people on how to train their dogs. Uh, They are amazing creatures. You'll hear me say that a lot. I feel like they deserve our love and respect, and I love the way that we train at Baxter and Bella, and I really enjoy seeing the results on the excited faces of the puppies that we work with on a daily basis. So my kids went back to school this week. I'm not sure what's happening in your area or at your home, uh, but my kids have gone back to school. It's been quite an adjustment from the months that we've been spending at home due to COVID, Uh, but each one just wanted to sit and pet the dogs when they came home from class. So it's a calming experience, and it's so nice to have someone to simply just love you after a long, possibly stressful day. And I know the dogs were just waiting for my kids to come home, excited to help them through that. So when training gets tough or long or hard, I want you to remember why. Why did you get a dog? Remember the why, and the training takes a new light. You can do this, and we definitely want to help you. So let's get to that emergency guide. All right, the first questions I get when we are bringing a new puppy home is how do I get them home? What's the safest way to bring them home or what's the best way to help this new puppy travel? So for the drive home, I like to sit in the back seat with the puppy. So have somebody else drive. You can sit in the back with a puppy or have a family member sit in the back with a puppy while you drive. I like to bring a crate. So a small plastic travel crate is fine or one of those soft actual travel crates is great as well. Uh, Something small and cozy. I like to put maybe a blanket in there that came from the mom or a toy that's been with the litter mates so that that puppy has that scent on it that's kind of calming to them. Most breeders provide you with something like that. And then I also bring some chew toys. So I like to bring something harder and something softer because most likely as you're holding that puppy, again, this varies on the length of the car ride, but you know, while you're holding that puppy, they'll most likely want to chew something or gnaw and mouth something. So I like to have a variety of toys present so that I can just keep swapping out toys 
as my puppy gets maybe a little bit restless. That's also what the crate is for. So the puppy can sit on your lap and you it'll probably just want to be right by you. Um, if you live in a very busy area and you're worried about safety, I would probably keep your puppy in the crate in the back seat as that's safer than holding them. But maybe put your arm through the door of the crate or pet them or touch them through the, the crate door. That will really comfort them as our puppies leave their litter mates and their home that they know they're coming into a new area and that car ride can be a little bit stressful for them. So sitting by them and really actually touching them just kind of can calm them down. Uh, bring some pee pads with you. Again, depending on the time that you'll be spending in the car, most likely this puppy might need a break. So I like to stop places where other dogs don't frequently visit. So I avoid gas stations, uh, rest stops. I try to find an area where uh, other dogs are not and then I can put the pee pad down on some cement and have my puppy go and then we put it in the garbage can if there's not a garbage can I bring a gallon Ziploc bag to stow the mess in and then some hand sanitizer to clean my hands up some poop bags in case they poop and I need to scoop it up and tie a knot in it so it doesn't smell all the way home and I put that in the Ziploc bag and then we can dispose of it when we get to a garbage can uh, basically bring a leash and a collar so make sure that you have those on hand as if you do get out of the car, you'll need to have a way to make sure your puppy is safe. And then a water bottle and a water bowl. So I like to just bring a little collapsible water bowl and I bring a water bottle so that I can give my puppy a drink when we do stop to let them have a potty break. I also bring the, some puppies kibbles. The breeder will most likely provide some for you of what they've been eating so that it's something that their stomachs agree with and they um, can digest well and easily. And you can use that to shape some good behavior. Now, when you get home, let the puppies sniff around your yard, take them to a potty area and let them go potty. And then they get to kind of just explore. I let them explore outside a little bit. And then we take them inside and I let them explore inside a little bit. I do like to leave their collar and leash attached to them as they kind of explore my home. So that if they were to crawl under a sofa or get under a bed or something, it would be easier to get them out. I usually just use a food lure though to encourage them to come out and motivate them. So keep them with you using just their kibble. Every time they kind of look at you as they wander around, yes, feed them a little treat. Um, if they come and sit at your feet, many of these puppies are already doing that when they go home. Yes, feed them a treat. So they start to learn that yes means a treat is coming which is really great for them. Also, I would start to introduce the crate and the pen. These will be two spaces that your puppy spends a lot of time. Just because we are house training them, we're trying to teach them to keep our living space clean and they have no definition of what their living space is currently. So we like to teach them with a crate and a pen. Now, the crate and the pen, we go into details on that in other podcasts, so I'll just probably stop there for our emergency guide. But definitely spend time introducing the crate and pen. If you need help with that, by the way, our lesson 1.1, introducing the crate module covers that for you. So introducing our puppy to our home and pets, uh, you know, as we walk into the home, oftentimes we have other dogs already waiting for them. And how do we introduce that? Or maybe we have cats. How do we introduce the dog to the cat? So the best way to do other pets that I've found is to use a gate or an exercise pen opened up as a barrier. And then I let both animals come to their side of the pen or their side of the gate and sniff and I like to just do a few seconds of a sniff so um, sniff count to a couple seconds lure them away then let them reapproach and let them sniff for a few seconds lure them away uh, let them reapproach again let them sniff lure them away and what I'm watching for this entire time 
is I'm watching their body language. So I'm trying to assess, let's say that you have a, an older dog in the home and that this puppy's meeting for the first time. I like to watch my older dog and pay attention to the tail, the ears, um, their overall body language. Are they stiff? Are they noodly? Are they loose? Are they bouncy? Or are they freezing? Uh, is the tail stiff? You know, even wagging, wagging can be good and wagging can be not so good. So if the tail is high, stiff and wagging, it's a, probably an overly stimulated older dog, maybe not a super happy dog to see a puppy and I wouldn't let them be together. But if the tail is neutral um, and just kind of in a loopy circular kind of wag and their body is pretty noodly or loose and that dog's pretty happy and excited to see the puppy. So, you know, the ears tell a lot as well. If the ears are pinned back to the head, I'm not letting that dog be with my puppy just yet. Um, I'm going to let them have some time to warm up to the idea that we have a puppy at our house. But if the ears are held in a neutral position, that tells you a lot. So I'm watching body language as they approach the gate or the fence or the barrier um, and making sure that I either let them be together because I've seen signs that they are happy or I'm preventing them from being together for a little while until they warm up to the idea that one another exists. So it might take a few days. It might take a few days. It might take a few weeks for your current pets to really accept that you have a puppy in your house. So in the meantime, I do use lots of baby gates, the exercise pen and the crate just to kind of manage. So if the puppy's out and playing, maybe the older dog is in their crate. And then when the older dog comes out, maybe the puppy goes in their crate. Um, or if the dog, my older dog is in the kitchen, maybe my puppy can play in their exercise pen and vice versa. So we kind of mix it up a little bit, but we keep them separated until I'm pretty confident that they are friendly towards one another. And you'll start to see signs through the barriers, like even through the fence or the gate that they maybe want to play together. Maybe your older dog will lie down next to the pen and kind of just paw up the puppy through the pen. Um, you'll start to see some signs and signals that, Hey, we want to get together. We want to play. And that's when I know that they can be together. So definitely supervise when you first do bring them together. I like to leave a leash attached to both and I just drop the leashes, but that way if I needed to quickly grab their leashes and separate them, I could. Um, and then once you kind of watch them for a little bit and become more comfortable with them being together, you don't need that anymore, but it is a good next step. When they are together, I like to make sure that the sessions are short. So let them play for 30 seconds or a minute, depending on how they're doing. And then I like to put Food on both noses, lure them away from one another, get them to do something simple like lure them into a sitting position, maybe get some eye contact from them, really let them bring their levels down to zone one, that calm zone, and then, okay, you can go play again, and maybe I let them play for another minute. So I'm interrupting play every, you know, 30 to 60 seconds initially just to make sure that they're friendly and that there's not any escalation of energy that's going to be a dangerous situation. Now, we've talked about yes a little bit, so the next part of this emergency guide is that marker yes. So this is the word that, really the first word they're going to be learning, and it teaches them that a reward is coming. So we call it our marker. It's very similar to a clicker. If you like to use a clicker, you're absolutely welcome to use a clicker. I actually use both when I train puppies. Um, sometimes I like to use yes, and sometimes it's more convenient to use a clicker. But I usually just pick one to start with. So let's just say we're going to use yes as our marker. Uh, to load it, it's very simple. You just say yes, and then you feed your puppy some food. And you say yes, feed them food. Yes, feed them food. And you do that about 10, 20 times just so that they anticipate that when they hear yes, food is coming. So the timing is important. We say the marker yes first, then we produce the food. 
so that the puppy learns that it's a predictor of food. Every time you say yes, the puppy should start looking to you for a reward and that's what we want. So why do we use food in training? Food is a great motivator. Now, when your puppy first comes home, I don't want you to introduce a bunch of new treats. We don't want to upset your new puppy's stomach. So be sure that you just use the kibble that they're already used to and maybe one other treat you could start to introduce and then wait two or three days uh, or even four days to make sure that your puppy's uh, system is normal with that new food item before you introduce another one. All right, so this is a you know a great way to introduce our puppy to positive training. We try to get stuck in the yes loops versus the no loops. So you know we get caught up sometimes with these brand new puppies. You know they're jumping, they're biting, they're barking, whatever they're doing because they're a dog and that's what dogs do. But we often get stuck in this no, 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 no. And if we can stick in more of the yes, 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 you'll notice that your relationship is much better. Your puppy's much more cooperative. And all of those behaviors that are caused by frustration, like the jumping, the barking, you know, they want something right now and this is how they're going to get it, can be avoided by avoiding that no loop. So the marker yes is super important. I think it's the best first word to teach any new puppy. Sit to say please would be my next go-to. So puppies don't speak English, but they can ask nicely for things. So the way that I have my puppies ask for things that they would like is just a simple sit. Oh, you'd like some attention if they sit, then yes, here I can give you attention. Or they want to eat their food, I ask for a sit first. Now they don't know the word sit again, so I might just lure them into the sit. Yes, here's your food. Um, they want to play some toys. You would like this toy. I wait for them to sit or I lure them into the sit to teach them what to do if needed. Again, you can lure them or you can just wait for them to figure it out. Uh, it's called free shaping and I like both. Uh, but basically, uh, when they sit for something, they can have it. And that's really what I want to set my puppy up to learn is if you sit for something, that's your nice, polite way of asking for something that you'd like. So the first night, let's talk about that because that's definitely needed in our emergency guide, right? So the first night your puppy recognized has never been alone. Your puppy has been with other litter mates and if you've ever seen sleeping puppies, they're mostly piled on one another. So they don't like to go over to their own little area and sleep by themselves very often. Occasionally, yes, some puppies for sure. Every puppy is unique, but oftentimes you'll see these puppies snuggle right up to one another. So when they come to your house, their stress levels are high. Their anxiety levels are higher than normal. They're in a new place with new people. They've never been alone before. So most likely they will be stressed. And when we put them in the crate for the first night, if we put them in a crate in a different area of the home all by themselves, they will most likely cry and whine. So I found great success in just simply putting that puppy in a small plastic travel sized crate that fits them appropriately. When I say fits them appropriately, I want them to be able to stand up, turn around, lie down, with not much extra room than that. If they stretch out a little bit, that's okay. But we want it to be snug enough that they will not want to potty in the crate. And I'll put uh, a snuggle puppy in there. It's a little toy that has a heartbeat that you can turn on and off just to kind of give them a sense that someone's right next to them. It's also really soft and plush and it's something that they can snuggle up next to. And I will set that crate literally on top of my mattress right next to me as I sleep, or I'll put it on something next to my bed so that my hand can literally touch the crate if needed. My fingers can go through the crate door if needed to help soothe that puppy and get them to feel comfortable enough that they can fall asleep. So I'll do that for the first few nights. It does help, by the way, before you put them in the crate that night, if you have made sure that all the basic needs are met. So they've uh, recently been outside to run around or they've exercised somewhat in your home. They've had a drink of water. They've had a potty break. Uh, so they've gone potty that last time before bedtime. 
um, and they've had some attention from you. And then as they start to relax and settle down for the evening, I like to just kind of pet them really slowly, give them almost like a little puppy massage until they start to almost fall asleep in my lap. Then I'll transition them into the crate, again, place it right next to me, and we go to sleep. So I do like to see that first night, how long my puppy will sleep. If they'll sleep through the night, I'm absolutely letting them. If they wake up one or two times, then I can take note. Okay, my puppy is getting up, you know, pretty regularly at 1 a.m. and 4 p.m. or 4 a.m., 4 p.m., wouldn't that be great? 4 a.m. And so I anticipate maybe two breaks for my eight-week-old puppy. By week nine, I'm probably down to one break at night or maybe week 10, one break at night. Again, it will vary by puppy. It'll depend a lot on your puppy's breed and how their size, how small or how large they are and how big their bladder is really. So plan on that. Plan on one to two potty breaks the first night. Every three to four hours is pretty typical. And I like to just see when they wake up and take note of it. Then in uh, subsequent nights, I like to get to them before they start barking. So if I know every morning at 1 a.m. they're usually waking up for a potty break, I try to go to them at say 12.55 so that I can let them out and there's no fanfare or whining or barking going on. Uh, Sometimes it helps to drape a sheet over the crate. I oftentimes with brand new puppies will just drape like my shirt that I wore that day over the crate just so it smells like me um, and it's even closer to them. Uh, That especially helps as I start to transition their crate off of my mattress um, onto my floor, away from my bed, out the door, down the hall, that kind of thing. Now bedding, some people want to put a nice plush bed in that crate for their puppy, but I find in these summer months, especially they get too hot and they just want to sleep on that cold, um, plastic flooring of the crate. It's much cooler for them. So if in the winter, your puppy prefers a little snuggly bed, that might be the case right now. Um, in August in Utah, it's about 98 degrees outside. It's really hot. And these puppies just like that nice cool floor. So play around with that a little bit, depending on the season of where you live and the temperature, uh, you know, a fan going on in the room might be helpful, uh, making sure that the temperature's right, that they can relax and sleep well. Now, when you do take them out to go potty, it's very quiet, very boring. So I take them out to go potty. Uh, I give them maybe two minutes or so to do their business. Um, I can either scoop them back up and bring them inside with me, or they can walk back in on their own. Uh, we go back right back into the crate and right back to bed. Also, I try to turn on an, as few as lights as possible just to get me out the door safely and back in. I don't really talk to them much. You might say good boy or good girl when they go potty. And then that's it. And we go back to bed. So it's not playtime. It's not let's um, hang out together. It's here's your potty break. Now it's time to sleep again. Okay, so lastly, just a few other concerns that maybe we haven't handled. So that should give you a good emergency guide of going through the day, right? Like we got you home with your puppy. And then when you got home, maybe what to do initially, introducing them to maybe pets that exist there already. Really for training, I'm starting with that yes and the sit to say please. And really just letting them warm up to you guys. Let them come up to you. Let them uh, get to know you. You get to know them a little bit. We just relax. Maybe take a nap together. Introduce them to the crate and the pen. Spend some time doing that. It's super helpful that first day. It will help you with that first night. And then we went through what that first night looks like. And then the next day you're up and you're off and going again. So we do outline for you in our program Um, you know, those first two weeks home and we give you a sample training schedule or like a daily schedule with the crate times and training sessions and things like that if you're looking for more help with it. Now, some other concerns that would be applicable to this emergency guide would be, you know, recognize your puppy's in a higher stress state. So your puppy most likely will not eat their meals normally for the first few days. That's normal. 
they most likely will not be interested in training treats or extra treats, even high value things. You might find your puppy doesn't want it. Do not give up on that high value item. My guess is your puppy is stressed, a little bit anxious and doesn't feel like eating. So just save those for a few days down the road. We'll pull them out. You'll start to tell when your puppy's anxiety levels decrease and their stress levels go down they'll start to be more of themselves and you'll notice that. So they might also not be that interested in toys. So you might have prepared for this puppy to come home and you bought all of these fun things and the puppy comes and you're squeaking toys and they're looking at you like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't really feel like doing that. Again, their stress levels are high and they might not be interested. That's okay and it will come. So in a few days, maybe a few hours, again, it varies from puppy to puppy as to when they warm up, but keep the toys. We'll bring them back out in a few days or so and things will go better. So also it takes one to two weeks sometimes for these young puppies to show up and as to who they really are. You might think you have a really calm, chill puppy and in a few days or weeks, we'll see what you really have. You might have a super rambunctious, very confident puppy on your hands and uh, we'll get to know that puppy in a few weeks. So basically you guys, there's your emergency guide. I hope that helps. It's good to be back. I'm happy to be back on this podcast with you. We'll do nine more episodes this fall. And then again, you'll have spring to look forward to. And our goal is to help you train this puppy well. We want you to have a nice, calm, well-mannered dog that you'll enjoy for years to come. Have a great day, you guys. Happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me. 